And after my speech, this woman came up to me and she said, I have been pro-life my entire life. She was probably in her 70s. And she said, I've been pro-life my entire life, but I've never done anything about it. But your speech changed me. And tomorrow I'm going to call the local pregnancy resource center and ask how I can help them. Hi folks, and welcome to Humans of the Pro-Life Movement, an initiative of the Pro-Life Guys podcast where we feature the incredible women and men working around the world to change minds and save lives from abortion. The pro-life ambassadors who are dedicating their time and energy towards having conversations on street corners and on doorsteps, changing people's minds and drawing them into the pro-life worldview so that we can transform our culture into one which thoroughly rejects abortion in all cases. And I got a real cool guest today. I'm always excited about the guests that we have on this program, but today we have Rebecca Cooper. How are you doing, Rebecca? I'm doing great, Cam. I'm really excited to be on the podcast. Good, good, good. I'm glad you're able to join us. For those tuning in, uh, Rebecca Cooper is the High School and Young Professionals for Life Coordinator um, for Protect Life Michigan. And before we dive into what that role entails and what your experience has been in the role, the first thing that we love to do is just learn a little bit about who you are kind of demonstrating that you're somewhat of a normal person, that you're not just a pro-life machine. Tell us a little bit about who you are, Rebecca. I don't know if I'd go as far as to say I'm somewhat of a normal person. Um, I, I think my friends would find that statement debatable. <laughs> but I will tell you a little bit about my life. Um, so I think if I had to sum it up in kind of one word or theme, I'd say I'm an adventurer. Um, I love anything that is that's new, that's a little bit risky. I love being outdoors. Um, I think kind of the classic example of this in my life was the summer after I graduated from college, I had worked for Summit Ministries out in Colorado. If you haven't heard of them, check them out. They're an amazing organization. But after that, I worked about half the summer there, and I was looking for a job, didn't know exactly what I was going to do. I was waiting to hear back from some people. So I had a couple months, and I was like, I'm just going to live out of my car, travel around a few states in the mountains, see some national parks. So that was, I think, my classic adventure, but I try to, I don't know, incorporate little things like that into the rest of my life. As I'm working full-time now, I still like to have some adventures and stuff like that, small or big, but yeah. And then I think probably the other big thing that I have to mention is that I'm getting married in eight days from when this podcast is recorded. Probably by the time it airs, I'll be off on my honeymoon. Um, So definitely working in the pro-life movement, but living life outside of that as well. Very cool. Congratulations. I don't know if I knew that. So that's (laughs) super, super exciting. Congratulations to you and your fiance. Thank you. Um, 
And adventures, I mean, partly I, I think just working in the pro-life movement is a bit of an adventure anyways, but that's yeah. super cool. I, I'm similar background as well. I mean, especially living here in Calgary, right next door to the Canadian Rockies. It's an incredible spot to, to yeah. go for some adventures. So Absolutely. very, very cool. So let's dive into the meat and potatoes. And, and to do that, I, I love relying on something that Scott Klusendorf, um, executive director of the Life Training Institute in America, talks about of how people don't just randomly join the pro-life movement, but there's a, a summoning and, and something of a journey towards getting involved in the pro-life movement. I'd love to ask, how did you find yourself working full-time in the movement? Share a little bit about that journey with us. That's a really good question. I like that way of viewing it, the journey towards it. Um, I have to say, from my perspective at least, I got involved kind of accidentally. Um, I now know that it wasn't accidentally from God's perspective, but I, when I was in seventh grade, I joined this group called Gaylord Teens for Life. This was just over a decade ago. I Wait. Yeah, just over a decade ago, I guess. Wow. Um, and honestly, I, it was a brand new club and I joined it because my friends were in it and my older brother did it. So I was like, well, I guess I'm going to do it because it sounds fun. So I got involved just kind of to do it. My family was pro-life. It seemed like a good thing to do. And I um, accidentally became the first president of that club. They were like, all right, so, you know, who wants to be on our board and little seventh grade me was like, sure, I'll do it. Had no idea what I was doing. Absolutely no idea. So I was involved with that group all through middle school and high school. And slowly through that involvement, it began to shift from something that I was doing just to do it to something that I really recognized the the need and the urgency and like the mission aspect of it. Because truly when I joined, it wasn't about the mission, it was about me. Um, and I think that pivoting point for me was when I was in ninth grade, I entered a pro-life oratory contest. And again, it was just something that my friends were doing, so I did it. And I did a little bit of research and I wrote this presentation and I remember thinking, okay, the audience here is obviously already pro-life. No one pro-choice is going to come to this. So what can I say that's going to be something that will still impact them? And I found this story that was about um, people during the Holocaust who were part of a church who um, would say that every human is made in the image of God and would say that, you know, any injustice against humans is wrong, but chose not to act when they were given the opportunity. And I presented that story to this audience and I challenged them to act. And after my speech, this woman came up to me and she said, I have been pro-life my entire life. She was probably in her 70s. And she said, I've been pro-life my entire life, but I've never done anything about it. But your speech changed me. And tomorrow I'm going to call the local pregnancy resource center and ask how I can help them. And that was the moment that I realized that being in the pro-life movement isn't just about doing it kind of to check a box, but I realized that I could actually create tangible change and call people from apathy to action. And that, I would say, is the time where I really entered the pro-life movement in earnest. That is so 
So cool. I, I've i been fortunate enough to see similar kinds of transitions for people in the pro-life outreach we're doing here. Mm-hmm. When I think back to when I was in grade seven, like I was playing marbles. <laughs> I, I was not getting involved in the pro-life movement. I, I was like playing pogs and marbles and cops and robbers on the on the playground. That is so cool that your, your involvement started at that level and that by grade nine, you're inspiring people to get more active, more involved. That's so cool. And one of the beautiful things that I think listeners should be aware of, the impact that you can have just by using your voice, just by engaging mm-hmm. people and inviting them to make a difference. And so... Let's dive in a little bit further then. And so now you're working full-time for um, Protect Life Michigan. You are the high school and young professionals for life coordinator. Tell me a little bit about maybe a, a, a experience or memory that really stands out from your time within the pro-life movement, um, kind of working full-time or, or in the, the years leading up to that. Share a, a memorable experience with us that really encapsulates that. Hmm. I think I have to point to a pretty recent one that is kind of the culmination of my work at Protect Life Michigan. So a little bit of background. When I joined the organization about a year and a half ago now, um, my job was figure out how to engage high school students in the pro-life movement. That was it. So in the past, Protect Life had basically, we had worked with college students only and become very successful. We had Um, really developed a good model for engaging them. And then we realized we have to engage high school students. So the last year and a half of my career has been figuring out how to do this. What does it look like? And begin to implement that in Michigan. And um, a couple months ago in January, we had our trip to the National March for Life canceled, but we decided to do a state march. And at this march, which was almost exactly a year after we started just a small little kind of test program of this high school, um, this high school initiative. One of my high school students was standing up on the steps of the Capitol. She's 16 years old. And she gave the rallying cry before we marched um, the, the last speech right before. This is a student who hadn't been involved before Protect Life Michigan. And here she was literally leading the entire pro life movement in our state. So she gave her speech. It was amazing. It was the best and the most convicting presentation of the lineup of 10 plus years. And then she joined about two dozen other pro-life high school students that work with Protect Life Michigan, and they led the march that day. And seeing those students, some of them literally 14 years old, leading our movement and seeing the change that had happened in a year in Michigan. We went from pretty much no high school students involved. There were some groups, but they didn't really, um, they weren't connected to one another. They didn't know what it looked like to be an effective group or an effective movement. Seeing us going from that in one year to high school students leading the movement in our state was absolutely amazing. I think that'll probably go down as one of my favorite moments in pro-life work of all time. Like, it was amazing. Yeah, and, and rightly so. I, I've had the opportunity to work with interns here in Calgary for the last almost eight years now. And mm-hmm. and yeah, you get that kind of like parental feeling almost when, yeah. when they graduate and they do something so amazing. Yeah, and they're like, oh, that's my student. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love it. Okay. And so the last one that we love to ask. So 
you work with high school students, university students, young professionals, all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. For our listeners, if, if there's somebody who watches this video and they're a high school student, they're a young adult, maybe they're just anybody in the movement. You talked about um, an, an older woman um, that responded to your, your rallying cry uh, when you were in high school. For those people who are kind of on the edge, they're thinking about getting involved in the pro-life movement, they're thinking about getting active, but they just don't know yet, maybe they're a little bit nervous, a little bit anxious, what would you say to kind of tip them over the edge, get them involved, and then what could they do, I guess? Yeah, good question. Um, I gotta say, no matter who you are, you can do something effective on behalf of the unborn. I strongly believe that. So. More broadly, before I get into getting involved with Protect Life specifically, two things that I would say to someone who's in that position of like, I kind of want to do something, but it's intimidating. I, I don't know what I can do. Can I even do something? The first thing I would say is ask yourself, where can I be most effective? So regardless of what your skill set is, I can tell you we need you in the pro-life movement. If you work in IT, we need you. If you have a counseling degree, we need you. If you do lawn care, we need you. Um, literally, whatever your skill set is, it can be used on behalf of the unborn. But I would challenge you, before you just pick something random to get involved with, to ask the question, where can I actually make an impact and be most effective? Um, I remember listening to the Pro-Life Guys podcast and hearing, I believe his name was Blaze, come on and talk about theory of action versus theory of change. Go back and listen to that episode if you haven't. So good. But it's just that idea of we're not in it to just do something, but we're actually in it to make abortion unthinkable. And the action that we choose to take can either be effective or ineffective. So ask that question. Um, find somewhere where you can really leverage your skill set. Um, there's actually a quote by Greg Cunningham, who um, runs the Center for Bioethical Reform in the United States. And he says... Most people who say they oppose abortion do just enough to salve the conscience, but not enough to stop the killing. And I think that speaks to the idea of we're not in it to just do something, but we're in it to do something effective. So take a moment to see, like, where can I be most effective? Um, and the second thing I would say is find a mentor. Find someone who has done this before you reach out to someone you know who volunteers, or better yet, who works full-time in the movement, I can tell you as one of those people, we literally get so excited when someone says, hey, I want to get involved. I want to talk to you and have you help me figure out how to get connected. That's music to our ears. So find a mentor in the movement. And then as far as um, PLM, Protect Life Michigan specifically, um, like I kind of alluded to before, we work with students and young professionals. So within the state of Michigan, we have pro-life clubs on high school and college campuses across the state. So reach out to us and find out if there's one at your school. If not, we would be delighted to help you start one. That's one of my favorite things. And then if you're a young professional, someone in their 20s and 30s who's no longer in school but who's pro-life wants to take action, you can join one of our Young Professionals for Life chapters that does regular outreach, both just on the streets downtown in our communities, but we also figure out how to do that kind of outreach within our own spheres of influence in our own workplaces and churches. Um, but that only covers ages, what, like 13 to 30, right? Or 13 to 40. 
Um, so really anyone can be effective in the movement. And I want to share something that anyone, no matter your age or what country you live in, can get involved with. I'm so excited about an event we have coming up, and it's going to be virtual, so you guys can all attend. Um, it's called Our Dinner to Protect Life, and we're going to be having David B. Wright come in as our speaker. Um, it's just going to be an amazing moment to see what Protect Life Michigan does and hear these inspiring stories of mission moments from campus. So if you'd like to attend this, it's completely free. You can register at protectlifemi.org forward slash dinner. And I would love to see you guys there. I'm going to be on it for a few minutes. I'm going to I'm gonna know who registered. So I'll be able to see if any of our Canadian friends are on there. Um, but yeah, that would be an amazing way to get involved. We'd love to have you guys attend. Gotcha. I've I've had the privilege of of staying up to date with what's going on Pro Life Michigan. I get the email updates, and it's super super encouraging to see the incredible work that you guys are doing in the state of Michigan, um, changing minds, saving lives, and like you said, that theory of change, doing effective work to impact our culture so that one day we can transform our society. We've, we've come from a place in which abortion was unthinkable. That's what we're going to get back to. Thank you so, so much, Rebecca, for joining us today. This has been a blast. I hope people do check out um, the dinner, uh, Dinner to Protect Life. Um, I'll put the, the link in the show notes here and so you can click onto it. Um, and yeah, I hope that many of you are able to check out that incredible opportunity to see what's going on in Michigan, learn a little bit about how you can get more involved and how you can help um, Protect Life Michigan really achieve their goal of changing minds, saving lives and transforming culture. To wrap up here, this has been Humans of the Pro-Life Movement. We are an initiative of the Pro-Life Guys podcast that my colleague Peter and I do. Um, check out our shows on YouTube, on our website, prolifeguys.com. You can also um, find us on all your favorite um, podcast catchers. You can check on our Pulse, which is the important and interesting news from around the world about the pro-life issue we do once a month. Uh, we want to invite you to check that out. And to learn more about how you can get involved, check out Protect Life Michigan, their dinner coming up. Check out the Pro-Life Guys podcast and look for local opportunities to change minds and save lives. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you join us again next time.